0: Hei toi fakairo, hei mana tangata. Even in excellence, we as humans must be dignified. E a aku rauranga mā e whā o te motu, te mihi katoa. I'm Justine Murray and you're listening to Te Ahika, offering up an exploration of things Māori. When it comes to creating a flag that we think best represents Māori, what does it look like? I was at the flag hui held at Tapu Te Ranga Marae in Wellington. Which flag did you choose?
1: Te And why? Oh, because, you yeah, know, it's pretty cool.
0: Oh, I chose the Te Ranga Tire flag, it's my preference. Um, I chose it because, I, well, one of the reasons I asked my six-year-old daughter kahukura which one she liked, and she said that she liked that one because it was Māori, simple really. Uh, the Tēnō Rangatiletanga flag, um, the reason I chose that flag is, um, it's a uniting symbol for Māori, it's where we always gather, we've always gathered under that flag, and I grew up going to varying protests, varying rallies with my mother, believing that that was our flag, so I want to see it flown in the future. Māori Party MP for Te Tai Tokerau, Hone Harawira, attended most of the flag hui, and has enjoyed listening to the different opinions, and at this hui, he even finds time to help out in the kitchen.
2: Actually, I'm making a cup of tea for everybody and doing the
0: dishes. multi multitasking.
2: Yeah, well, but I tell you what I do enjoy. I enjoy all of the different reasons and the arguments, and like this, this queer who's talking about her own history and her tāne and, and all of the debates that they had, all that sort of thing. It's just great. It just helps, helps to understand that at the end of the day, we will have a flag because we choose to have one.
0: And what started out as an initiative for Māori Language Week became a popular event after staff of Tsuritea Library, that's the Massey University Library in Palmerston North, decided to run a Māori book competition called Nakupu Ora. With 20 years' experience in library information, Kaihotu Māori, Spencer Lilly, recalls how the idea first came about.
3: We were thinking, oh, well, look, I've just announced the um, finalists for the Montana Book Awards and there's not many sort of Māori books in there. Why don't we organise our own book awards? So, um, you know, we just sort of brainstormed a little bit about what we could do and what what the criteria would be and, um, hey, presto, we put it into action
0: a That's what's coming up in the
4: show.
0: When it comes to Māori protesting, such as the Super City Hikoi, the Māori Land March, and of course 2007's foreshore and seabed hui, the images consist of the large masses walking down main streets armed with banners or flags. Te Puni staff set about the country hosting flag hui at different marae to gauge responses about which flag they thought best represented Māori. There were four flag options the Red and Blue Ensign, the Confederation of Tribes, and the Tino Tanga flags. Last week, I went along to Tapu Te ranga Marae in Wellington. Takawai Murphy presided over the kōrero.
5: So Kura to our kaumātua. The karakia allows us to get into our kōrero. Tūtahi kia, Bruce. Mm. karongo rongo the te kōrero mo marae, Tapu Te ranga. Ka whakaaro tata ta, ko, ko Nō nā te tēnā rāuna. Tika a te mihi atu uh, kia hone, me tōna whānau, me te roa pu, ngā tamatoa. Ngā rāwha tēnei kaupapa i whakatū i ngā tau kua pahu rea kenei. Te ngā tamatoa as well, because they were the ones that opened our eyes, they were assimilated, uh, colonised, all those kind of things, growing up with no knowledge about the treaty, um, or any of that kind of stuff. Ngā along uh, shocked everyone with their kōruna, and things have grown since then uh, mai, uh, kaupapa, uh, kaupu, Māori.
0: Māori Party MP for Te Tai Tokerau, Hōne has attended most of the hui held around the country. Here, he addresses those who helped make it possible.
2: The support from KPK in the start has been awesome actually all around the country. Uh, we've only had Actually, things have been quite mild, quite pleasant. It has shown us a really, really good quality of fun. all sorts of people for all sorts of reasons. Uh, one of the interesting ones, like we knew going in that a lot of the old soldiers were going to opt for the, for, the, for the New Zealand war, uh, for, the, for the Maori day, because I find a lot of them have fought under. Interesting thing was we've run into a couple of the younger ones who have just come back from places like Afghanistan and Timor and they see that in fact when as soon as they get overseas they take their, the New Zealand badge off because over there if you're from overseas you can't tell us a New Zealand one everybody thinks you're Australian so they, they take that off and the one that you see them wearing a lot is the, is the round black one with the, with, the, with the Kiwi on it and as soon as people see that we are not Australian they said it changes their nature immediately so even the New Zealand flag Starting to lose flavour within, within a lot of those, the younger ones particularly, and uh, the artists. And a whole lot of stories, different reasons, uh, different histories, different explanations. Uh, it's all been great. Uh, I'm, I'm really thankful to, to Pete for allowing us to do this. And then when we we're doing up this brochure, we had a whole lot of photos of all of these different flags and stuff from, from all around uh, different activities. And then they said, oh, you can't use that, you can't use that, why not? And he said, oh, because intellectual property, got to get the. got to get the, um, the, the photographer to approve the, the use of the photo. So we had to take all of the photos off. And then I said, well, you can use this one. He said, sure. I said, yeah, I took this photo. I took this photo on the heat and so, he said, oh, great. So he put that on the, on the front. So at least we've got some, uh, a picture of the sorts of things we're talking about here. I, of course, didn't take this
6: photo.
2: I just <laughs> lied to put it fork in the other one. You would have had a really dumb and boring camera. at least we now we've got something that's uh, looking at Cheer, you know what? We have to get up the camera. I'm one I'm here, the high i the the I'm the the of the the <laughs> In
0: 1994, Cathy Freeman won gold at the Commonwealth Games. Takawai Murphy talks about the event and her actions after the race.
5: And the first thing she did, what was that? She got a flag and she wrapped it around herself and she did a victory lap. But it's interesting which flag she got because she didn't get a hapū one or her iwi flag. She didn't get the one from her church. Or from her athletics club, she got that one there. Mm. And she did it because it was a national event. It was an international event. And that's what our kaupapa is about. And from that small action of hers, now that flag is flying everywhere in Australia. It even flies on the parliament. Um, all through one brave action. And that's what our kaupapa is about. Which one do we fly on important occasions? Do we fly a iwi one? Do we fly a Manamutsu Haki or Two one? Uh, one? Do we fly that one? Do we fly the more? We need one which is a Mutu a Kahu one that represents all of us, and so that's what this is about. When we look at the four flags, well, firstly. Huni and them and TPK, they want to get heaps and heaps and heaps of flags because Māori have got tonnes of flags. But they run into problems. Intellectual property rights, cultural property rights, design rights. And so they got whittled down and they got whittled down to these four four here. I want to talk about this one for a sec. My dad was in the Māori battalion. Um, Two of my uncles died there and every one of us in the room has had no, who have either fought or died under this flag. But even though it's one of the four, no matter what we decide, it's going to fly tomorrow anyway. It's still going to be there next week, it's still going to be there next month, whatever we decide. So let's forget about that one, and let's just concentrate <coughs> on those ones here. <coughs> so, purpose of the hui... There's two pathways for us, two, two jobs. First one is to gather feedback which identifies which is the preferred national flag, Motato, for us, one which is meaningful and reflective of the hopes, aspirations of Tato Tewi Māori. Which one reflects nga wawata, nga moimoya, nga tumanaku kato?
0: Using pictures as a guide, Takawai Murphy explains the meanings and use of all four flags. The blue ensign New Zealand flag, the red ensign, the Confederation of Tribes flag, and the Tino-Rangatira-Tanga flag.
5: So it's the first one, which flag? Tuarua, when do we want it flown? Do we want it to be flown only on Waitangi Day, or do we want it flown on other days as well? So what are the options? Are they the United Tribes of New Zealand flag. It served as the official flag of Aotearoa from the time of its inception, 1834, yeah. up to Treaty of Waitangi time, 1840. How did it come about? On 20th of March 1834, the British resident, James Busby, he called a mininga. Uh, he hosted a gathering of rangatira from Te Hikua to into Tai from far north chiefs and their people at Waitangi, to select one of three designs commissioned by Henry Williams, who was a missionary. He was also the translator of the treaty. What I think happened was um, he designed two, and then he put forward this one here, and this one was the flag of the Christian Missionary Society. So to save designing a third one, he put this one forward, and I guess the tid up there selected this one because they saw it flying every day. Um... When it went to be gazetted to make it different, then those black outlines were, were put in. Last week we had a minister from the Anglican Church come on come to the hui in New Plymouth in Taranaki. Oh, kowari te tana ingoa. Tiki Raumati. And he's an Anglican minister, and he said that that flag is the flag of the Anglican Church. Whether he was right or not, I'm not sure. So this was the flag um, up till 1840, then it was replaced by the Union Jack, this one here, uh, after the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. So koe rāte mea tūtahi. Tūarua, the New Zealand Red Ensign, is one of the flags mm-hmm. authorised to be flown by New Zealand ships and was con- commonly used as a gift uh, from Queen Victoria or... Her government to Māori, we've got one on our marae, red was often preferred by Māori as it signified mana or rank. Today, this flag is accorded a special provision in the Flags, Emblems and Names Protection Act <coughs> 1981, which permits its use on land and for the names of tribes or tūpuna to be inscribed upon it. Our first we was at um, Rangi Kohu Marae at Herakino in the far north and that was a good marae to start with because these three flags were all on display there. When you arrived at the marae, the first one you saw was this one here on the flagpole. You go into the house and there were two of these um, on the wall. One had Ngāti Kudi inscribed on it. The other one had Te Pauri. And then above the Paipai was this one here. And so it is a pretty awesome place to start because they were all on display. rā te mea tuarua. Well, you heard the quarter about this one. No matter what we say or do, it's going to be flying anyway. So, why the cord mō tēnei, unless you really want to. The Māori flag was developed by members of a group named Te Kawariki in 1989. There was a flag competition. Um, there were all kinds of flags delivered up. Uh, this was the one selected. A lot of, It didn't look like that. A lot of changes were um, done to it, and this is the finished product. It was designed by Three Wahine, uh, and a guy, Walter Erstich, had a part in it as well. Uh, Three Wahine, Jan Dobson, um, she died of cancer about four or five years ago. Wonderful wahine. Another one of the women is Hiraina Marsden. She had a pretty famous dad, Maori Marsden. Ku uh, Mate Hoki She died too. The third wahine was um, a wahine called Linda Mann, and she, she came to the hui in Tauranga Moana. Um, to this, this flag hui. A really, really neat woman. Um, what they said is The black is Ranginui, the sky father. The red, Papa Tūnuku, the earth mother. The white, Te Ao Marama. The kuru shape, potential for the future, um, new birth, new growth, that kind of stuff. On Waitangi Day 1990, 150 years after the treaty was signed at Waitangi, it was unveiled as the national Maori flag. Its various colours represent the realms of potential being and emergence. The Kudu shape represents birth, continuity, and hope for the future. So is that all of them? Karpai. How do we make sure everyone's voice is heard? Here's the process. Um, say your name and your iwi. If you see Simon looking a bit puzzled, say it again. <laughs> Which flag do you want? Why do you want it? When do you want it to fly? Try and keep it short. It doesn't have to be two minutes. That's just a guide. OK, so... That's it. Kua te papa. Who's going to be the brave one to start? I think we should all look at each other and think, oh, I wonder who's going to be the first
6: of tiatiawa takuhapu, I just thought I'd be the brave one. I'm a bit torn with, with two of these options and, and that's because I've been arguing with my comasu over it, debating. Um and very simply for me, my preference is the Tino-Ranga-Tiratanga flag, because at my uh, emerging age um, that was the flag that symbolised self-determination for Māori for me. Um, the national flag, I know about the history, I debate that with my kaumātua who fought. One of my keumatua, um Raymond Tito, first flew the New Zealand flag in um, Antarctica. So we've had some very rich debates in corridor there. And I did say to him, you know, with, with all due respect, I understand the past, the history, and that kōrero, and where that, that interface with my people and with Māori. No, nally, but my preference is the Teno te Ranga flag.
5: When do you want it to fly, Carol? When? All the time. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> I think everybody should have
6: one, eh? I, I'm, I have one of these warrior flags from Canada flying in my office because I recently come back well, come back from Canada where I did some indigenous research, total immersion there, and they were always flying their warrior flag. So I was gifted one of those, and I've gifted them a Teno te Ranga flag in return. So I want it on Waitangi Day, on every special day, able to be flown whenever... Māori say they want it flying, it's a, the it's a national flag. And it
4: should be on Parliament um, all the time. daughter. My name's Manu Neva I'm Ngājpurai. There were two flags I may have chosen. I acknowledge the Declaration of Independence, I actually believe that it is a foundation stone of New Zealand. However, the concept of that is so totally colonising that. For me, it is the Māori flag, and only because of the kaupapa of the significance of the Declaration of Independence, how it's been drawn, who gave it,
5: where it came from. So for me, it's the Māori flag. When do you want it flagged? Fly? Any time, every time. I'm, I'm going to just... tell a joke. Oh, oh no, wait. No <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: uh, tēnā
6: tātou, ko
5: ko um, I haven't spoken with my queer kāua yet but I'm sure they wouldn't mind <laughs> and I put forward the Ngāti Toa flag we'll gift it to the nation just like our haka we'll gift it to the
4: nation
5: <laughs> um, yeah, kao, kao. Look, out of those ones I, I like the Teno flag Teno Ranga Tiretanga, because it's Teno Ranga Tanga. Um, 1990 I was older than that I sort of thought I grew up with that
7: flag it's always been around um, so that's Sort of our flag, and when do I want it, I want it. Whenever there's
5: a New Zealand flag flying, I want that one
0: flying too. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia, ora. Kia ora. We heard there at the beginning of that segment, Takawai Murphy, Hone Harawira, Catherine Rothall and Amon Katene. The kōrero continues here with more responses from those at the Hui. Takawai Murphy shares some of the funny stories of their travels.
5: Actually, talking about a flag, we were in Whakatane a week or so ago, Tamaiti was there. Um, and so I talked to him and I said to him, hey, I've got a question from uh, the Minister of Māori Affairs, Peter Sharples and Hone, and they want you to make a promise that whichever flag we choose, you won't shoot it.
4: <laughs> he
5: just smiled innocently. Okay,
4: I'm speaking here on my behalf, not on behalf of any of my iwi, or and certainly not on behalf of the Maori Party, because it might not be exactly what the Maori Party wants anyway. Let's see. And and this is also the first time that I've told anybody what my preference is. I've been kept getting asked by reporters and everything, so you've now got an exclusive. Don't say anything to any Okay. The flag of the independent tribes, for me, that is still. Even though it was before the signing of the treaty, it is still very much the coloniser because it has still got that um, English... It's still the English flag and, and, and a, a couple of little decorations on it. So it's, it, it's not us. There is nothing in there that is about us, about whether we're in New Zealand or whether we're Māori or where we are. It, it, it is all about being English and English only. The New Zealand flag... Um, My father was one of the ones that went to Korea and fought under that flag. Um, He marched on the RSA parades every year. He was very proud of the New Zealand flag. Again, it is um, that Union Jack is the um, British flag, the uh, the flag of the United Kingdom. It's got some stars on there that um, identify it as Pacific, but Pacific from a white perspective. Um, You know, that... uh, the Southern Cross is something that is recognised by um, the, the colonisers, but for us, Motariki would have been better there than the, than, than the Southern Cross. So that says nothing about us being Māori um, and where we are in this world. The, um, the New Zealand inside, same thing, sorry, but same thing. It's still about being um, colonised. And so the only one that is about being us is the Tēnā Rāna Tērātāna flag. And if you walk into my office, there's a big Tēnā Rāna Tērātāna flag sitting there. Um, if you walk into my home in Christchurch, there's a big Tēnā Rāna Tērātāna flag flying there. Um, very much, it is about our Tēnā Rāna It is about us as Māori living here in Aotearoa te wāpāunamu. It is about us and um, our struggle, um, not only with the colonizers, but also struggling with it, what our place is in the world now and what we are going to contribute to the world. Uh,
7: um, I do have a preference uh, of my own. Um, and I guess I've tried to keep it simple, and uh, it's no disrespect. I've lost. Uh, Kloa in the First World War and I lost Kloa in the Second World War. And uh, no disrespect to them. But the first thing that pops at me, pops out at me when I look at these flags is what reminds me of my Mariners. What reminds me of my Mariners, And it is the Tinabul and the Tilataga flag that does that. And I asked my Mukwa the other day, and he's six, and I put these flags up in front of him and said, which one do you like, boy? And he pointed to that one, and I heard some of you say that, and that's simple. And he's in a kohanga and he sees these things, he sees these symbols all the time. And uh, my preference then for this is that it's shown all the time, okay. anywhere, everywhere. I think our, uh, um, our whakaro Māori, uh, we see it in our marae, I go home, I take my kids to our marae, and we see our tupuna kahungunu on the top of our marae, and they all look at our tupuna, and they can see him. When they look at this, they see the same things. And I think that's what we need going for. We need to look at the things that remind us of our (coughs) Maori. So, Tau our Māori flag, Uh, no disrespect to the other flags, and let's call it all about what our future flag might look like for everybody in this country. It might look like that. (laughs)
8: Good <laughs> afternoon. <Kewa ta. laughs> uh, um, no me tenei, eh, no no here here Actually. The arguments I've had with these flags was only with my mate. And I, um, I asked for his forgiveness and the mere point he's not here to, to argue with me. <laughs> so um, we've, been, we've come through the, the ages of being well-colonised and gone through a lot of pain with that. And so the only flag that my mate recognised was the New Zealand flag. and. Um, and we both did. And we had no recognition or respect for the Tinataka Tita flag because we both saw it, as the media says, very political. So it was very political against the government because my mate was very national. It's very much a national party. And then I uh, met up with Eva Ricard at one of her hui. And I asked her, with all the naivety, what is all this ration- uh, rationale about the Treaty of Waitang, Eva? She turned around and swore at me, uh-uh. and she said, "Ko, you're just like one of those other ma- thousands of Maoris around. He said, you want to get back home and learn about your learn about who you are. Well, that shocked me, eh? So I went back and I did just that. Went to all the Tuiti Watangi who is that's around. Tremendous. Set up by our own people. Tremendous. I learned a lot. A lot of pain, a lot of crying. And I thought, and, and I, I, I turned around I turned around, but that was me. But then I didn't turn around properly. Now, I set up the Korowai Community Services in, uh, in Porirua. Last year or a couple of years ago, I was at the Wanaga of Raukawa, of Taotearoa, uh, and, um, and one of the, the young men came to our office, and he, um, he put this up on the wall, huge. He painted it, and we all looked at it, and it hit us. And he looked at me, he said to me, Now, Fire, what do you think that meant? And I looked at it and I had no idea about what you're just playing. And looking at it, I said to him, The black represents our people. They've been grieving for years for the loss of their land, and they're still grieving. The red represents their anger. They want it back, and they're still fighting for it and for independence. The white represents the mother, where we hope to all be together living together with with the people of this land in peace that's what it meant to me and he looked at me this young chap he just come up from otago did got his masters he says fire i suggest that you go into google and find out about what the story behind that flag and you present us at our next staff meeting so i did and it blew me away absolutely blew me away all right, then I had to go back and convince my mate, didn't I? <laughs> well, that was the hard part. Didn't we argue? But anyway, the reality is that I believe it is our flag. I believe even though they, the media has, has, and, and I know when, when we went to fill out forms for applying for funding, one of the things we were told is not to talk about the flag because that was non acceptable in our forms and and that just made me query why not why couldn't we you know and and what they is, is what what the um, what society thinks it is isn't really what it is but when are we going to let people know what this flag really means so for me that really represents us and and even my own beliefs I say I think, I think it still stands I think it's pretty good myself but anyway kakoto <laughs> kato That's my journey about recognition and understanding and and accepting this flag as it's about our people.
9: I think one of the things that, um, part of the context for today, is that um, it wasn't too long ago that all of New Zealand was looking to change that flag. The New Zealand flag, mm. you know, they remember they had that green one that they were looking at and they were wanting a fern, so perhaps we could do that for them too. We could suggest a flag for New Zealand and a flag for I think one of the key uh, parts of this discussion is um, that any change, any benefits for Māori has always come out of struggle, mm. and it's going to continue that way because we're a long way from where we should be in this country, mm. and so the Tino Ranga flag flag um, jumps out as being the one that represents our future. Um, and I love the corridor that people have said today, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, about it, and all of the different um, ways, you know, it feels, it looks, it, it's got our stories and all of that sort of stuff. The only thing that's wrong with it, it actually, um, is that a lot of people associate it with the north as well, from here and stuff like that. <laughs> but we have a way of fixing that.
3: <laughs> True,
9: well, Kahungunu was born in the north, True. He was from the Tuckitimu Waka. And the Taki Timu Waka goes right down to south. So if we have that Tinuranga Tetatanga flag with Timu written down the bottom of <laughs> it, it will be a national flag for Māori. Yeah. We've got a kahungurunga down here too, and we had a discussion about it on Thursday when we met when the board met. And the two that we preferred were the um the Ranga Tetatanga flag and the Confederation flag, independent tribes flag. <coughs> But in the end we decided on the on the Tenotama, teno flag, which you know, is my preference as well. And it should be found everywhere all the time. But if you just think about putting Taki Timu
5: We've considered it um, extremely carefully. The answer is no.
0: <laughs> Justin Murray Futiahika here at Tapitiranga Marae and uh, we're at the Pohaki uh, Hui. This is number 17 out of a hui of 21. And uh, Hone Harawera is making him a cup of coffee. Kia ora, Hone.
2: Actually, I'm making a cup of tea for everybody and doing the dishes.
0: multi multitasking.
2: Yeah, well, it comes from marrying, getting married to a Maori.
0: Now, Hone, what do you say to those who think this is these types of hui, or this in particular the flag hui, uh, Momo taima, Momo wa?
2: Oh, for those who think it's a waste of time, I suggest you just stay home, wait till it's all over. And let your Mokopunas run you over with the bully once, because they know eh? the Mokopunas get this without even having to be uh, explained to. They just understand that this is about us being Māori and uh, having something which identifies and brings us all together.
0: So, this is number 17. Have you been to all 17?
2: I think I've missed three or four. Um, I try to get to as many of them as I can.
0: Your overall impression um, about the hui, I mean, you, you did say before that they've been somewhat subdued.
2: Oh, no, no, but I tell you what I do enjoy. I enjoy all of the different reasons and the arguments, and like this, this queer who's talking about her own history and her and, and all of the debates that they had, all that sort of thing. It's just great. It just helps, helps to understand that at the end of the day, we will have a flag because we choose to have one, not because anybody else says we should or anything like that. It's just, it's a, it's a, it is a choice.
0: And uh, the the, the of, of how much it costs the taxpayer to run these hui? Te kia uh,
2: probably about a twentieth of the cost of well, probably even more than less than a twentieth of the cost of this ridiculous nine million dollar referendum on smacking. I'm not sure how much it's cost. Maybe maybe a hundred grand tops. Hardly anything. Hardly a spit in the ocean. And then <clears throat> all of the submissions are yet to come in till the end of the month. All of that sort of thing will be happening. We won't have a formal answer, I think, till about mid-September.
0: Is there a clear winner?
2: Uh, there's a clear winner in the hearts of everybody who gets up to speak, I think. And like I'm, I'm sort of uh, not saying anything about it until it's all over. I'm not even wearing one flag or the other. I just want to make sure that people feel comfortable, like they were today, to stand up and say which ones they liked and why.
0: Coverage there about which flag best represents Māori held at Tapu Teranga Marae in Wellington. Speakers there included Kahu Wairoa and Rahui Katene and Patsy Urihana. And for more information about today's program, you can head to our website radionz.co.nz forward slash teahika. And while you're there, why not join our weekly newsletter? I'm Justine Murray. Māori Language Week has come and gone, but one of the initiatives born out of that kaupapa was a book competition called Nakupu Ora, translated means The Living Word. Kaihautu Māori for Turitea Library in Palmerston North, Spencer Lilly, explained it was the frustration that some Māori books did not feature or win in the Montana Book Awards that led to the concept. At first, the Nakupu Order Ora Awards was to be held in-house, but it grew, and soon online voting was opened up for anyone to choose their favourite book out of six categories. Spencer Lilly here explains.
3: We were thinking, oh, well, look, they've just announced the um, finalists for the Montana Book Awards and there's not many sort of Māori books in there. Why don't we organise our own book awards? So, um, you know, we just sort of bark- brainstormed a little bit about what we could do and what what the criteria would be, and um, hey, presto, we put it into action. Um, the Ngā Water part comes from um, the name of, that we give to our Māori resources collection here at Massey University Library, so that's, that's why it was named Ngā Water. And the philosophy behind that name is that... Um, It translates basically as the living words and the philosophy behind that was that um, words, um, people come and go but words live on forever. (laughs) So um, that's that's where Na Cooper Order came from and basically it's just snowballed from there. We sort of made it available to the staff and students to be able to vote and we thought we would make it uh, available to the to the wider public as well, because one of the principles of the awards was to promote Māori books.
0: So when you say um, people voted for, was it their favourite Mori book?
3: Um, we had six different categories. Um, art, architecture and design is one category, um, biography is another category, uh, history, um, sports and recreation, and Te Rai Māori. And then the sixth category was the Book of the Decade, and for that we found um, books that had won awards um, over the last 10 years um, and put them all up against each other and people um, could vote for the one that they thought was the best um, out of those. So we we established those categories, and um, originally we were just going to focus on um, books written in... To Māori that had been published over the last couple of years, but we actually um, were struggling to get enough of them to actually just focus on that. That's why we went with the other categories. Um, and the other category that we'd originally planned to have was on Māori fiction, but again we found that there hadn't been much published over the last couple of years um, in Māori fiction. And uh, we... Category where you know we would have any more than one or two entries.
0: So, Spencer, with your, I mean, so then, insanely, what was the general criteria of 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 these particular um, entries?
3: Okay, well, we just decided that we would um, select items that had been published since um, the beginning of two thousand and eight. Um, so, yes, yeah, they had to be either two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine they had to be on a Māori topic um, in those categories that we um, established earlier. And, um, you know, it had to be a good quality item. Um, you know, the, the quality of the content and the quality of the production of the item were important. Um, and we decided that we would um, include books on Māori topics written by both Māori authors and authors of other cultures, um, so that we we didn't discriminate on that basis.
0: So, Spencer, let's go through the uh, Ngā Kupu Ora winners. Um, yeah. The Art, Architecture and Design winner was Māori Architecture from Whale to Whare Nui and Beyond by Deirdre Brown.
3: Yes. Uh, now, Deirdre Brown, um, she's a an architecture lecturer at the School of Architecture, um, Property and Design, I think they call themselves, at the University of Auckland, and she's also been an author of a couple of other um, very uh, well-produced Māori books, one on um, Toi Whakaaro, Māori carving um, up uh, from the Taitokorau area. She has written a brilliant history, and it's beautifully illustrated of how Māori adopted an, um, architectural designs uh, and adapted to the new environments that they've found themselves in over the um, centuries since um, Māori came to New Zealand. And, um, yeah, it's it's an absolutely stunning book.
0: The biography um, category was a Tohunga Whakairo Paki Harrison, the Story of a Master Carver.
3: Yeah, now this, this this is interesting, because um, Paki Harrison, he, he really was a master carver that had a profound influence on um, the the carve, carving in New Zealand. Um, he carved a number of meeting houses as the master carver, and he's also trained a lot of others that have gone on to be master carvers. And uh, Ranganui Walker, who wrote his biography, um knew Paki Harrison uh, very well. Um, Paki um, carved the University of Auckland Meeting House pane Nuiarangi um, back in the late 80s. And I don't know whether Rangi had had a relationship with him before then, but certainly they remained firm friends. Rangi has just really captured the essence of the, the work that this um, very talented man gave us.
0: In the history category, um, Spencer Nata the price of citizenship by Monty Souter. I mean, that is a fascinating book, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's, it's a, a phenomenal piece of work. Um, you know, so it, um, I guess it, for us, we one of the reasons why we put the Nga Kupe Order book awards together was really when we saw the um, Montana finalists and saw that Monty's book hadn't made the history, um section there we were somewhat stunned um knowing what the, about the the con- the quality of of the book, the, the the huge amount of research that has gone into this over the last um thirteen, fourteen years and um, knowing about the contribution that C Company um, of the Māori Battalion made in in the war effort and yeah, I I, I was Somewhat amazed that it did not make the Montana finals and it was only nominated as um, for the best first book award. We're hoping that you know sort of um, this can be uh, you know sort of uh, an award that they can be proud of.
0: And um, the sports and recreation category. Rugby, obviously steeped in New Zealand um, yeah. history. Beneath the Mighty Moon and Illustrated History of Māori Rugby, my my uh, Malcolm Mulholland. Mulholland. Yes,
3: now um, this this book has um, been received with um, a lot of respect. It's been given um, excellent reviews by people that um, from both book reviewers and rugby commentators who have. Um, probably always enjoyed the style of rugby that the uh, Maori um, rugby teams have played but have never really known much about the, um, the teams and the individuals behind the, the black jersey and um, yeah it's it's a book that again is beautifully illustrated um, there's some wonderful stories in there about um, players and tours that they were on it's a serious book uh, at the same time as being uh, thoroughly entertaining.
0: And in the um, Reo Māori section, uh, Spencer, the book is called Tahu Who Courted All the Saints of, of Taitukiru by Mirata Kafaru. And can you pronounce that name?
3: Uh, I think it's Christoph of Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, um, this is interesting because um, in the Montana Awards, um, one of our other sign lists. Hey, Pataka Kupu was given um, the Te Real Māori Award by the Montanas, um, and um, that didn't win in our um, section. Um, we've been talking a bit about the, that and here, and we think that one reason may be because um, um book is bilingual, so um, it's accessible to people that... Can't speak Te Reo Māori, whereas the He Pātaka Kupu was a dictionary for Māori language speakers, and so you know it may just be that because this this is bilingual that it's a little bit more accessible. But that does not take anything away from the quality of the Te Reo that's in there. The photography and the illustrations that are being provided it makes it a very very attractive book and gives us. deep insight into history, events, personalities of people um, from the far north.
0: Now, Spencer, the last book that I wanted to talk to you about, a uh, book of the decade award, which was or The World of Mari Tatu by Ngāhuia Te The That particular book won an award um, in the Montana back in yes. 2007?
3: Yes, I think it was 2007. 2007.
0: So how was this... Why was it selected um, for this particular award book of the decade?
3: Well, we, as I said earlier, we went back having a look at what books had won prizes in various book competitions over that period of time. and so. Um, but even if it had not won an award, just, uh, again, the quality of the research that went into it, the explanation of, behind the meaning of uh, moko and the... the the process and which uh, how it's um, applied, and looking at the contemporary applications of Mughal. um I think it it's a beautiful book that demystifies the whole process, and it's a book for both Māori and Pākehā.
0: Um Spencer, the uh, the awards. Uh, th- thank you very much uh, for for giving us an explanation of 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 those books. The awards are happening September fourteen
3: yes um
0: whats what's happening we,
3: then? Uh, we're we're having an awards um, event here in Palmerston North to um, celebrate uh, the prize uh, the the award winners um, We're hoping that we will have all the award winners with us. What we're also hoping to do is to um, have Rangatahi here as well so um, the writers of the future can meet the, the writers of the present and um, sort of hopefully get some synergy going on, you know, sort of, um, and some inspiration for those younger ones and in some way their presence may also inspire those that write as well into um, new endeavours.
0: Kia ora, Spencer Lilley there, Kai Houtu Māori for Tsuritia Library, that's at Massey University in Palmerston North, talking about the Nakupu Ora Book Initiative, paying tribute to Māori books and authors. And for more information about the Nakupu Ora Book Awards, you can head to our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash Barryball, Wurumu Barry Ball, is a multi talented artist whose work is inspired by Māori patterns and imagery. He recently took out the Middle Morda Awards, which meant he got to showcase his fashion label, Tu Ake, in Canada this month. The Tuake label features a range of shoes, glasses, T-shirts and jackets with koru designs. I caught up with Widomu earlier this year. How long have you been passionate about designing or painting or creating?
1: Um, yeah, I don't think I can pinpoint when I actually got developed an interest in it, but it's been since...
0: No favourite art teacher?
1: Nah. No. <laughs> No, nah, nah, I wasn't really well. The art that, the, the style that, sort of I was interested in, like Maori art, and, and you know, sort of evolving, you know, me being inspired by, by uh, Maori art, um, Fakiru and Moko and stuff, wasn't really within the curriculum of, at school, so I, I went off on my own tangent. Hey, so what did you do? What did I do at school?
0: Well, what did you do when you went out on your own tangent and how? Did oh you...
1: well. You know, I sort of done the bare minimum to get me through the, you know, the classes, I guess you'd say. Wherever I could, I'd, I'd you know, slip in the, the you know, my, um, the mouldy styles and, and actually, whether it was at an you know, art class or not. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, so whether it was, you know, it could have been in maths or English, I'd be just um, doodling and um, that's basically, that was the depth of my um my art was was just sketchy and stuff mm. from real real young, you know. Well how young? Oh I can remember um <laughs> uh, maybe five.
0: Man.
1: Just um, you know, copying my dad and, and my uncles who were, you know, all awesome artists, you know. And and same thing with them. That that they, they they just did it as a as a doodle sort of pastime thing, but you know, I really sort of something that I um Latched onto And did it through all You know Like I said I can remember from five And um, Basically it never stopped I'd always had that That interest in art I I never much thought of Thought of it as a a career Mm. You know So it wasn't like
0: Making money or No no not at
1: all I mean It just so happened that You know I developed a style I guess that Someone was willing to pay me for it.
0: <laughs> so recently, the um, the Micromoda Mighty Fashion Design Award was held uh, here in Wellington. And tell us about your entry into that.
1: To be honest, I I, I didn't want to do it. Well, not didn't want to do it. I, I I didn't think I was ready to do it. So I was a little bit hesitant. But anyway, I made the contact contact to um the organisers um utter, and um, you know explained what I was doing and you know was whether whether my um collection was. You know, fit into any other category Of the uh, You know, the awards that were being offered And um, Basically after a bit of cordial and that and, and you know, I showed a few photos she said, Yeah man, you know, put it in And, and to be honest, they, they sort of Coaxed me and, and sort of kept me on the board Because I was sort of, you know I was still dealing with, you know Day to day sort of mahi and stuff So um, um, I thought I was a little bit out of my depth
0: Kia ora, warimu. and next week will feature the full interview on Te Ahika. In future shows, Manai will be profiling the Te Waka Toi Awards, which pay tribute to those who have excelled in their chosen field. E te iwi kuatai ano a hau kete mutunga a te ahika another show, another week A neira a Spencer Lilly North Te Ati Awa who you heard at the beginning of the programme with this week's fakatoki.
3: E toi whakaero e mana tangata Even in excellence we as humans must be dignified To me that fakatoki means that even though we are in a university environment where excellence is expected, we, we must not forget that um, it's not just about us, it's about the people that we do things for. And we should be humble in our pursuits, whether they be academic or otherwise.
0: Anei waiata mai inga kai waiata o awa. Hoki mai ano hei wiki, Māori ora.